HRN listeners. As we celebrate our 15th year, we are deepening our commitment to giving voice to the next generation of food system storytellers, and we need your help. Our internship and fellowship programs help activate new possibilities for underrepresented and underestimated young people through experiential journalism, audio engineering, and production training. Through these unique programs, HRN helps food equity stewards build essential workforce readiness skills that expand their potential and foster economic mobility. Please consider supporting these critical programs. And with a minimum donation, you can be entered to win a dinner for two at an amazing restaurant in one of eight cities and tickets to a concert at a great venue in one of those cities. We have incredible partners across the country who have donated as they also share our passion for helping to educate the next generation of food system storytellers. Check out heritageradionetwork.org 15 to donate and enter to win today. That's heritageradionetwork.org 15 to donate and enter to win today. And make sure you donate before March 31st. Thank you. This piece was brought to you by Roberta's, robertaspizza.com. This week on Meet and 3, we're exploring interactions from drug studies in a laboratory. If this effect is as big as he's saying, somebody should have discovered this long before he did. To global wisdom on avoiding hangovers. Beber cerveza antes de tomar vino no previene los Be- síntomas. Beer before wine, you're going to be fine. Wine before beer, you're going to be queer. To the novel recipes developed by an Indian-American family deep in the heart of Texas. And then my mom's sort of coming to America and learning that uh, white parents love to melt cheese on things to get their kids to eat it. She was like, this is genius. (laughs) Be sure to subscribe to Meat in 3. That's M-E-A-T plus sign T-H-R-E-E. Available wherever you listen to podcasts. Welcome to HRN Happy Hour. It's five o'clock somewhere, and somewhere is Bushwick. I'm Kat Johnson, the host of HRN Happy Hour, here with my co-host Katie Mosman-Wadler. Hey, Kat. Happy Thursday. We're also here with Hannah Forden, our program manager. Happy, very beautiful spring Thursday. (laughs) We also have um, our intern, Rory White, with us. Hello. Hello. (laughs) And our engineer, Max Miller, in the studio. What's up, Max? What's up, Max? Woo! Hey, guys. Uh, This is Max's first HR and happy hour. This is very exciting. Initiation. (laughs) Um, We have some very exciting guests in the studio. I think I'm just going to have you guys introduce yourselves because you're old friends of the network by now, and now everyone can hear your voices and know who's who. Should we start with Lou? No, we should start with Chava. <laughs> okay, Chava. I want to start with Chava. Chava. I'm the only one that is the new guy around. So my name is Salvador, but uh, my name means savior in Spanish. And Mexicans that have That explains decided. a lot. It, well, it explains my nickname or national nickname, which is Chava, which means girl. Wait, 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 wait. hang on. So, so uh, this, the, hey, what was the word you used? The cell? <laughs> From well, Salvador I, to Chava, Lou, and and it's just a joke. I think it's a Catholic well, savior, joke. but savior little girl. So a little girl is a savior. I mean, I don't know your experiences, but can be a can be a savior. <laughs> okay. be, little girl can be. save you. Can save your heart. I don't okay. know. Okay, but uh, so yeah, I'm trying to be tender. Uh, Welcome, Chava. Thank you very much. <laughs> We're excited to have you. 
Uh, how about Jay? I can go next. So Please I'm, do. I'm Jay Schrader. I have about half the amount of voice that I normally have right now, uh, but I'm here from Chicago. Well, We're you say see what we can do about taking care of the rest of that for you. Okay, I can. I think I can handle it myself. But any help that you want to give is totally appreciated. Cool. I, you know, I think he's lying. So I'm Lou Bank, and, Lou Bank. and I'm also from Chicago, and I am good friends with uh, with actually everybody in this room now because you're wearing a Mary Jane shirt, <laughs> you as well. Um, <laughs> no, like Jay, half the time I'm with you, you can't speak. I guess I just have a weak vocal you constitution. S- I don't you know s- what it is. <laughs> you Wait, sound but- like Batman. You I think night. that's a good thing. Right? I'm not saying it's a bad thing, yeah. but I just I'm just calling him on his, on his lie. Lou's complimenting you. Thank you, Lou. I no, I'm not compl- I'm calling him on his lie. It's a lie to say that his voice isn't normally like that. I he guess always it sounds like Batman. Yes, half the Is time. Is it because you have the to other, talk a lot? I think I've been talking a lot on this trip to New York. I think that's probably a very good part of it. Sometimes yeah, in that, loud environments, too. Would okay. you say that 50% of the time you sound like Batman all the time? 50% of the time, all the time, yes. We're really crossing our movie references here, and my head's spinning. Um, so we're excited to have you guys here. We're going to talk a lot about Mezcal and Agave and taste through some things and get more into like why you guys are here in New York visiting us, which we're very happy about. Uh, we have a few announcements first. Yes, we do. Uh, first up, we want to make sure that if you are a baker, you get your hands on the last couple of tickets that remain with um, your opportunity to join the leading bankers bakers of the world, not bankers, importantly. Some of them might be, but especially the bakers we love, um, as they explore the future of artisanal bread making June 12th through the 14th at Johnson & Wales University at Charlotte. Um, you can visit our good friend and Hall of Famer, Peter Reinhardt, there. Peter Reinhardt. Yeah. Yes, I love also Peter. He's the good friend best. Peter. He is. Um, we will be taking a deep dive into the issues, opportunities, and trends shaping the baking industry over two days of hands-on bread-making workshops. So they're shaking it up this year. It's going to be really, really hands-on. I will be there. It, it's it's here? It's at Johnson & Wales in Charlotte. Oh, in Charlotte. Yeah. Wait, when is it in Charlotte? June 12th through the 14th. No. Are you going to be in Peter, Charlotte? I'm going to see you. Let's hang out. Let's yeah, make yeah, bread. yeah. Oh, I'm going to see. Yes. Yeah, I'm yeah, going to yeah, see yeah. you. I'm there for my niece's graduation. Oh, cool. Okay. Yeah. We're going to make some bread, Lou. Yeah, Wait, Lisa, shout out to Annie. This, this is why we met Lou. I know. Well, oh, this yeah. is, we're getting to that. We're going to get to that. Um, but this, uh, for <laughs> listen, guys, we are all over the place. HRN is going to be there. Lou Bank <laughs> is going to be there. There will be baking. It's going to be really cool. The campus is amazing. Really awesome kitchens, teaching kitchens. So you need to get the two. Um, get your tickets and it actually says click here which is making it very hard for me to tell you the link but if you search <laughs> that's for, my bad I copied it in, in the script but if you search for Johnson and Wales University um, w- bread baking W-A-L-E-S is yeah a- yes. D- yes not yes. like Wales like <laughs> I don't know how to make a whale sound Katie what Wales like the country <laughs> I just think it's 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 wafting over here. I'm we haven't it. even had any it's mezcal aerosolized yet. mezcal that is affecting oh, me boy. clearly. Um, okay. Anyway, go to it. It's going to be lots of fun. Yeah, that is go what to I there. have to say for that announcement. And now, uh, can we please have our headlines? That's it. That's the stuff. All right. <laughs> For oh, that momentous boy. music, we have a momentous recommendation to hear our very first interview with Lou Bank. 
You're going to go back in the time machine, back to Charlotte, back to episode 6767 of HRN on tour. We first met Lou when we crashed the Charlotte Bartenders Guild meeting. Still not sure how we like pulled that off. We just showed up. It was pouring rain. It was like in the back of a co-working space. And Lil uh, was our like, friend we Ted gotta Nelson go. and Lil Fredzel were like, hey guys, like Aww, we're going to this meeting. Lil. And so we like ran through this torrential downpour and then um, we walked in and you were like, who the hell are these people? I would never say that all are welcome. <laughs> well, thank you. We were like bedraggled, uh, drowned people, but we were really psyched because we got to sit through the tasting and then we made you uh, do an interview with us on like no notice afterwards. Allowed and me to do an interview. And you were wonderful and it was so great. And since and you then, were wonderful. we've been lucky enough to get to hang out with you lots of times and gotten you to Bogart and Bushwick for lots of rad events another one of which is happening tomorrow um bad news hr and happy hour fans is that uh it will have already happened when you hear this show it will have happened and you can't get tickets because of time travel and we're double screwed and because the wait list is already really long i'm really sorry we're gonna try our best to get anybody on there that we can squeak in but um it's going to be sold out. But unless you actually have a time machine, it could go back to before it was sold out. Oh, you right, are out of right. But But that's sort of, that's, I think, that's a reason for people to be reading your newsletter, to receive your newsletter and read your newsletter so that they don't miss out. Agreed. They don't miss out next Good time. Good point, Thank Lou. you, Lou. Yeah. Yes, and to do so, you can just go to our homepage, heritageradionetwork.org, and wait for the pop-up and or look in the bottom right corner to sign up. Wait for the pop-up. Okay, so long. and uh, speaking from the HRN time machine, I have another unique Mezcal story for you to check out. Um, you can listen to episode 46 of Why Food, where Jenny and Ethan welcome uh, Yuan G, who is a former Yuan. antitrust attorney. Do you know her? Of course I know Yuan. <laughs> you know everyone. <laughs> she came to our last event uh, with the tasting at 100 Bogart. Yeah, That's yeah. Where I met you on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. In fact, uh, so I was, so her partner is Kevin. It's Kevin mm-hmm. and Actually, Yuan. I met Kevin and then I met you on. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And uh, and uh, I got an email from them yesterday saying, "Hey, uh, when are you showing up?" I had forgotten that I had like they were going to put me up. <laughs> I was supposed to stay with them, and like I, I was in the yeah, and I completely forgot. So I, I'm sorry, you want to You had and, double booked free accommodations in New York, <laughs> right? Classic for you, right? <laughs> Well, anyway, you should check out that episode. Um, She was an antitrust attorney and loves Oaxaca, (laughs) like all the people in this room, and Mezcal, and it inspired her to launch Erstwhile Mezcal, which you should check out. It's delicious. Um, She partners with Master Mezcaleros in Oaxaca, whose families have been making Mezcal for generations, um, and brings it here to the U.S. for us. So if you want more Mezcal, check it out. And lastly, for more Mezcal antics, check out episode 365 of Cooking Issues, which was taped this past week. It's a real party with appearances by Jack the Nail Shram, 
HRN alum Jack Inslee just happened to show up, which was crazy. And our guests of honor were Jay Schrader and Lou Bank calling in via phone. Uh, so we're lucky to have him in person with us. The show went off the rails, much like this one is starting to as well. Uh, we covered what cat- rails? <laughs> Good point. Uh, we talked about cat training techniques, Jay's new book, Understanding Mezcal, and Dave sang jingles and recited poetry. But but you know, th- I was I was offended <laughs> that there was nothing in the description about feet because there was a lot of feet lot talk. Of foot talk. I told you to not not drop the f bomb in this recording <laughs> session, Lou, and you did it. You went and did it. Feet, foot, feet, <laughs> foot, feet, foot, foot, feet. Um, yeah, ten and a half. I would highly recommend listening to that if only for the conversation about cat training. Hannah, highly recommend it for you. Wow. Jay has some cat training techniques for you. I got some tips. <laughs> I need them. <laughs> we'll, we'll talk. My cat is my boss. <laughs> it was a it, cooking issues became um, like personal grooming issues for the day. It was crazy. Again, it's fun. all controlling bacteria. I I see a lot of crossover. Mm. I I mean, it's a good point. Um, okay, well, those are our headlines. <laughs> Poor Jay. <laughs> it's rough. It was like Lou just called in to like almost troll Jay the entire show. That is exactly what. <laughs> no, 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 no. He no. called in to troll me. I didn't call in to troll him. I live to troll Jay. <laughs> this is an ongoing and evolving situation. Yes. That's what friends are for, really. Good times, bad times. Yeah. So can we just start our interview portion with the three of you kind of talk, telling the story of how you got to know each other? Because, I mean, you can... Uh, Lou's been on the show before. Jay, you've been on Cooking Issues now. Chava, we have a lot to get to know about you. Chava is fascinating. Chava is like the unknown mystery that everybody should know. Thank you very much, Lou, for that. Well, <laughs> I mean, that, that, you cannot get a very compliment for that, right? Uh, well, I'm the nation of Prussia. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, I, I, I guess I met Lou various years ago. I'll say four, five years ago. Ten. It feels like 10 years ago. And he was this gringo that will get to the glass-blowing factory where I used to work in Oaxaca on Christmas, expecting somebody to be there at 6 p.m. And I happened to Chris- be there. Christmas Day? Yes. Christmas. Oh, on Christmas Day. Okay. On Christmas Day, too, maybe. Like, so, something that you will not but, expect humans to be inside well, a factory. But, but I know you're lying about 6 p.m. because that's getting awful close to my sleeping time. <laughs> well, yeah. like It, like, was, it was like 4 p.m. He's in his PJs by then. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so he kept on doing that year after year, and I kept on being there year after year. And then we just... Do you actually so what so what they do there? It's really fascinating. Factory is they they take the um, uh, the, the the soda bottles from around Oaxaca, they collect all of those, and then they collect all the spent grease from uh, restaurants, and they use that to heat the fire that that to create the fire that melts the glass. Well, that's a little bit inaccurate. A, we get a lot more Corona bottles than soda bottles in Oaxaca. <laughs> Okay, fair uh, enough. Like, like but, for, but glass for obvious reasons, yes. Yeah, yeah. And then uh, we get waste cooking oil, when, uh, which I say is like a teenage-based technology we're using. Mm-hmm. It's like, I guess, I don't know what were you doing when you were teenagers, but I was getting like sprays and fire in front of the spray <laughs> and making... Safe. Sounds safe. Yeah, well, you know, Mexico, we have our ways. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, so I was making these improvised flamethrowers that were very useful at that age and time. 
Definitely. Pest well, control, like yeah. any number of things. I'm not going to name the usages that I gave to it, but they were useful. <laughs> and uh, so it's the same idea. You get cooking oil, which has a lot of energy inside it. You atomize it. And you can make a flame that is 1,300 Celsius, which in Fahrenheit, I have no idea how much it is. A but lot. imagine hell. It's hot. Yeah. Imagine so, hell. Yeah. Hmm. Yes. So, so I went there, uh, A, to just you know buy really cool bottles that they make. But also, B, I was trying to convince them to make for me a bottle that was shaped like a harvested agave piña, where one of the little, like the, 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 the pencas, the leaves, you could pull out, and that was the cork. And we went back and forth over email for yeah, months I, I, trying to get a price on that. And you came out to like $10,000. Well, uh, I thought I, you were trying to blow me off. Uh, $10,000, gringo. You want it? Like that. Well, it's, it's yeah, like we used to get a lot of that. You know, you're in Oaxaca, you make glass, and people wait with all these extravagant ideas like that. And, uh, <laughs> people, Lou. Like, yes, fair. And, fair. Uh, and yeah, but uh, like, uh, you know, like at many other production sites, people have no idea of what it takes to make something. So yeah, like the quotes are usually a little bit discouraging, which happened to be the case of Lou. But we became good friends in the end. Oh, oh, you absolutely. Not, you, you did not take it at heart. He, he was fine with it. Did you get your bottle? Oh no, I did not. But um, <laughs> he's not—he's not as rich as he looks. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. More of a baker than a banker. Uh, uh, um, wearing a nice suit though today. Call Thank that. you, you are, very much. You are. And he's going to Thought Sotheby's after, right? Oh, do you he know, is going to Sotheby's. I am. I've got, got a Van Gogh thing I got to do. So, um, <laughs> yes. just chilling, guys. Just chilling. There you go. Uh, so, uh, but the second time I came to see you, you poured for me this this beautiful Eroqueño. Oof, from Olegario. From Olegario Warriors from Santa Maria, Sol de Vega. Yes, indeed. And this guy's insane because he his fermenter tanks are whipping willows that they chop down in one piece. I'm talking, I don't know, like meters-wise, probably like four meters in diameter, a whipping willow. They just carve them in the middle. Like a canoe. Like a canoe, and they ferment instead of those beautiful things. Hmm. I tried to wow. buy one of those for years, but never had the funding nor the ways to transport it. But, I'm uh, calling <laughs> attention to this because my husband has some oligario agave spirits. Oh. Uh, uh-huh. Uh. And... Uh, I, Chris, did you hear that? That is so cool. We didn't know the thing about the weeping willow. Well, he doesn't ferment everything in those. So I, well, I'll, 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 yeah, yeah. I'll, 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 only the some, only lucky ones go in there. <laughs> yeah, yeah. There go. Yeah. <laughs> but so so uh, so what? Chava. After I tasted it, Chava said to me, "Oh, you should just go see him." I'm like what? You should just go see him. And like literally, that's the first time I ever went out into the wilds of Oaxaca on my own. It was like. A month or two later, I was down there, and this never happens where I just have free time, right? I don't, no obligations to anybody. I've got a rental car. I've got nothing to do. That never happens. And so I just looked on the map. Uh, this is what he said to do. Just go to Santa Maria Sola de Vega and ask around, which it I did. It takes a while. It takes a while. You'll it's end like up there. two hours, two and a half well, hours. Well, no, to ask. To get there. Oh, to two end, hours, yeah. yeah, yeah so like the asking process is that. I, I pull into town, right? And there's these three, I swear to God, three guys who are riding donkeys. Not horses, they were on donkeys. And I pull up in my rental car and I say, Por favor, donde es maestro mescalero oligario? And they laugh and laugh and laugh at the gringo. And when they stop laughing, I said, Por favor, donde es maestro? And so this went on a few times. Until they said something to me, and then I realized, oh yeah, I don't speak Spanish. 
They're going to tell me how to get there. I won't know what they're saying. And so I just, I watched their hands and they pointed, they pointed down the road. So I followed it. And I did this for like 45 minutes trying to find this guy. People telling me, blah, 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 blah. And I just watched their hands. And finally, some woman made this like left hand turn. And I made that turn. It's like, oh, oh, now, I, now I'm going to find it. And I pull up again to this other guy. And I say, por favor, donde es maestro mescalero oligario? And he says, oh, yeah, I, I know oligario. It's like, whoa, he speaks English. Turned out it was oligario's son. That's how I found oligario. Like, I happened to bump into his son walking down the street. Lou, can you back this story up? Because I know that you take all these trips to Oaxaca, and you go, and you drive around, and you find the mescaleros. But uh, what were you doing the first time before this was a thing? The first, the first time I went down there? Yeah, before you met Java. So literally the first time I went down to Oaxaca, I went down because, uh, how, how deep into the story do you want me to go? Well, like, what was the Do you the want me to talk about for, dog? Uh, what was the occasion for being in no, Oaxaca no. to meet Chava? <laughs> uh, to meet Chava. Well, that was an accident. Right, so you, but like, <laughs> why, why were you there so, on Christmas oh, Day? So, like, you're, you're wandering around Christmas Day, you're like, I'm going to go to this glassblowing factory. What's the context? Well, uh, oh God. So, so, um... Uh, my my wife had this beautiful German Shepherd, 13-year-old German Shepherd. We had purchased a house in Humboldt Park, um, uh, and it, very specifically Chicago. in Chicago, yeah, very close to the park because, because Sissy, the dog, she loved Humboldt Park. And between the time that we closed on the house and we took possession, the dog passed away. Oh. And it was very sudden, like literally one day she coughed. And we were like, that's that's weird. And they said at the, the doggy uh, daycare place, they said, just uh, just watch her. And literally within 36 hours, she was dead. Oh. So uh, so we knew there was no way we were going to pack up our house and see all those tufts of fur uh, and not just break down. So I, I said to Connie, I said, let's just get out of town. And where are we going to go? Well, my little sister had been to Oaxaca a bunch of times, and she loved it. Uh, Connie uh, is studying Spanish, and because one of us has to, and, <laughs> and so so she thought that would be good. And you know, and then I you know I was drinking mezcal and really interested, so I thought, oh, you know, this this seems like a good idea. And two days into that trip, I thought it was the worst idea ever. I've got <laughs> I've got one power. I've got one ability, and that is to speak. Right? Like, that's all I do in my life is I talk and I get people engaged by talking and I go down there and they don't understand me. It's like my hands are tied <laughs> behind my back and I was so angry. I was so angry. And uh, and then I just, I had this this epiphany that this is the one place in the world I can go and I don't have, like, there's no pressure on me to speak. Mm. I don't have to communicate. And things got a lot better after that. Yeah. Was that the story you wanted? Well, I mean, I, I'm I'm terribly sad from that story but also I wanted to know so it's a getaway so you're here and then you have this life changing encounter where now this just becomes a thing well yeah yeah, like I literally I thought even after that great time I thought we're gonna be here once that's it and then Mm -hmm. like next year we'll go to Greece or something like that and uh, and instead we we were we were eating at Los Danzantes and our waiter who's a guy I still run into like he's he's been through fifty jobs in Oaxaca, David. Yes, uh, he's a good dancer. He's, uh, and, every, and, and, and every time I encounter him, he always goes like, "¿Y tú por qué bailas?" Because I happen to be in a video dancing like crazy, and somebody asking me, "Why do you dance?" So, it, what kind of a video? Well, it's, 
I have my clothes on, if that's what you're asking. No, no, well, sure. <laughs> but, I mean, but, like, are, are you, like, internet famous? No, not at all. This is, like, a, this is a beautiful punk band called Los Exquisitos, the exquisite ones, mm-hmm. so you can get an image of it. And, yeah, they, Different from Esquites. <laughs> no, those are also exquisite. Yes. Yeah, yeah. There, there can be, yeah. So, anyway, that, that's the context of that. So, David, I've, I met him forever. He's been in, like, every... He's worked everywhere. <laughs> everywhere there's agave spirits. Yeah, yeah, yeah fair He enough. will not work in a place that only serves Bacardi or something like yeah. that. Mm. So, 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 no, I don't so, uh, so, so, Jay, how yes. do you fit into all this? That's a really good question. When did you and, and Lou become frenemies? <laughs> when did we become frenemies? So, so Lou, Lou rolled up on... Uh, I think one of the well, you you roll up at Frontera, yeah, and uh, he was you know you're you're operating a restaurant and, and people will try to like hassle you about things or like sell things to you. Hey, buddy, uh, especially hey. at inopportune times, like I don't know, like when you're getting ready to set up for service at four uh, o'clock on a Tuesday. Yes, that is the worst possible time in the Frontera verse. That is the worst possible time. That is like hey. crunch time. Hey, guy, check out what I got in my coat. I have an I exciting opportunity you for you. Well, he's he comes in and he's like <laughs> wrangling me. And I'm like I don't know what's going on. He doesn't seem like a regular liquor salesman, but like. <laughs> I'm not having it, right? And then, and then he pulls out a bottle with uh, painter's tape on it, and I'm like, "All right, we'll talk." And so that that was that was your like foot in the door moment right there. Foot, you brought up feet the second I, time. Oh, no, 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 no. Okay. And so, anyways, not talking about that. Um, <laughs> and then, and then, uh, in, when I opened Mezcaleria Las Flores, it, you you came around and like brought all these like ridiculous. <laughs> It was just like here's these hand woven things that you might hang up. Somewhere. I would like here you to have these carved hikaras. Yeah, like here are some bottles like, of spirits that I think you should have. And it was cool because we were looking for like decor elements and such uh, for the reconcept, and it was like it was perfect. But he just rolls in with all this stuff and like plops it on the bar. It's like cool, good to see you, and just like dips out. I gotta go now. Uh, it's kind of late. Why are you talking like me right now? That's my real question. Are you making fun? Are you mocking me, Lou? I would never do that. Thank you. Thanks. What was the? You uh, can't make fun of Batman. I am the knight. <laughs> Wait, what was the Guy Fieri quote? What was the? <laughs> Welcome to Flavor Town. <laughs> it kills me every time. Oh, uh, so were you were you just like giving decor away, or were you like trying to find places to to kind of store it, but also have it displayed? No, like this this for me. Like I, I don't own a brand. I don't work at a bar or a restaurant. I'm not a distributor. I'm not a wholesaler. I'm not a brand ambassador. Like for me, this is really about, and I know it sounds bizarre, but it's about salvation. Like I've been a salesman my whole life, right? So what I'm selling now is salvation. It's salvation through agave spirits. And and I, again, I know it sounds weird, but I really do think that there is a kernel of 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 magic and and really a, a treasure trove of importance in the multi generational wisdom of the people who are hand making heirloom agave spirits in rural Mexico. I think that they have an approach to life that can solve a lot of the problems that we continue to compound with our our. Uh, uh, with our views of how the world works. You know, I, I, in, in my experience, most of the people I hang out with are trying to find a more efficient way to do things. And when you go and visit these people in rural Mexico, not all of them, but the special ones, what they're trying to do is get a better result. It's not about how much time it takes or how much resources are used up to do it. They are trying to get a better result. And I have found, particularly, uh, uh, I have found with these people that they can solve problems that we continue to confuse 
You know, the best example is the, the water project in Santa Catarina Minas that Eduardo Anles of La Locura Mescal set up. He literally saved that town. That town was, was going through drought every five, six, seven years, and now they're not. And it's because he figured out a way to capture the water, and it's a way that the state of California could tell, would tell you that they cannot. Mm, interesting. Um, Jay- and that's why I keep going back. Well, Jay, I have a question for you. So you were you were already working, you know, in Mezcal before you met Lou. I would assume that you probably had been down uh, to Oaxaca prior to meeting him, or had you not? I had, yeah, yeah. I had been down a couple times beforehand. So the question is, going down with Lou, how was that different than other trips you'd taken pre-Lou? So, <laughs> less pleasant? I don't know. Uh, no, I, it, I think really interestingly, one of the the biggest differences in is in the like how of how we travel mm-hmm. and lose like really like time blocked out, like really scheduled. And he flies into Mexico City and then like drives across and rents a car and like all these, like I think a lot of the details were were that way. But I mean, I think our approach philosophically we have our, our drastic differences. Huge. But I I think that we approach this stuff in the same way. So, uh, you know... I, well, I, there's certainly... I disagree with that. <laughs> well, I was, I've been caught in the middle of that, so... You yeah, got the yeah, uncensored totally. car sessions where totally. we're, we're going back and forth. Yeah, which oh, we boy. need to start recording. But, you know, I, I, what I would say is I, I think where we overlap, we do have very different approaches to things and views, but where we overlap is I think we both have the same appreciation and love for how things are being done in these rural communities. And we both, while we may disagree on strategy as to how to preserve it, I think we both want to preserve it. I think we both want to preserve it. Hard agree. (laughs) Is is it too big a can of worms to ask you to talk about some of those kind of theoretical differences? Yes. Uh, yes, it is. <laughs> Will you it do it anyway? No, I, I, I texted, I text so, so, so Chava sent over this treasure trove of ridiculous scholarly articles and uh, sent them to me, and I start crawling through them, and um, there's one that's about agave uh, as a crop to mitigate climate change for carbon sequestration, and I, like, read through this thing, and, like, the implication hits me like a ton of bricks, and I text it to Lou, and I'm like, God damn it, Lou, I don't want to have to save the world. I don't want to do this. Like... <laughs> Like, it, it, there, but, but, there are but, real but, possibilities with this whole thing in very, very unexpected ways. But hmm. quite literally, like, that's, I don't want to say the world, right? Chava and I had this exact same discussion about preser- about agave being a source for ending climate change. Yeah, and, 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 and the evidence says that's not necessary. Oh, is that what the result yeah, was? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, I, just, oh. yeah it's, it's, I mean, well, it's, I, you know, you know why? Because that was efficient scientists. I want some uh, scientists who are looking for a better result. The result you want the, to see? The best yes. kind of scientist, right there. <laughs> so they said it's not going to work. Yeah, no. Well, it's 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 very yeah, no. No. Okay, because saving the world sounds kind of like a hassle. That's all I'm saying. It sounds oh, like a, a, I think that is all the there is. I think that's too much of a burden to put like on one plant too. Like true. There's problems are bigger than like agave can. It's not agave's fault. So well, why should we put that all on agave? <laughs> well, but it's not. It's not like it has to save everything. But I I I really do believe. I haven't read the paper, but I believe that if we're going, to, if we're moving towards a world that is more arid, right, and we know that that plants take carbon out of the atmosphere, as places that could grow trees cannot grow trees, you need something that's going to take carbon out of the atmosphere. How is that not agave, and how does that not save the world? Well, Lying scientists. I, I mean, it's just the amount of CO two that can go into the agave. I'll, I'll send you the paper. We'll discuss this <laughs> in, in detail. But uh, but but I think that in in a good way, that's that that's also uh, a part where I think you have very distinct approaches. 
I think like you are a lot more emotional to the whole thing. I am not. You will go <laughs> elbows first, head butting things, and like, and that's how you open every door, right? Like that's. Uh, I literally, when I when I was in my twenties working at Marvel Comics, I literally opened doors by head butting them. I, I'm not surprised. <laughs> and whereas Jay has a definitely a more, may I say, academic approach. I'll take that. Yeah, so purely academic. Yeah, which is very funny because you're supposed to be the old composed man of I, the team. I am, I'm the old, wow. but I'm the decomposed wow. man, not not like rotting, fermented. So you're gonna close yeah, down. Yeah. You're gonna close down Ghost Donkey Get with me funky. this evening. Is that what I'm hearing, Lou? Do they close at nine? Oh, sure. A little, little later. A little later. Uh huh. Well, we need to take a quick break, you guys. Um, Regroup. Yeah, we're, we're going to get it together, and then uh, we're, we have a little game that we're going to subject. And we need a taste. We need to taste we, something. Oh, yeah. Is it Let's freeze tag? We have <laughs> I have not thought about freeze tag for a hot second. Right. Thank you for that memory. Also, the we're going to reflect. so small. <laughs> Can you imagine? Uh, okay. Freeze tag. Be right back. <laughs> Are you enjoying this podcast? Heritage Radio Network has plenty more. My name is Sari Kamen. And I'm Leah Kurtz. And together we host Food Without Borders here on HRN. Immigrants make our food system vibrant, diverse, and delicious. Each week, we invite a guest to talk about how food connects them to their past as we explore what it's like to be an immigrant in the U.S. today. You can find Food Without Borders wherever you listen to podcasts and on heritageradionetwork.org. My name is Brandon Boy, co-owner of Roberta's, a super-duper awesome place. Roberta's is a very, 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 very proud sponsor of the Heritage Radio Network. We're also super awesome. Thank you, Heritage. Welcome back to <laughs> HR and Happy Hour. That was uh, Lou, you heard. And we're here with Lou Bank. Jay Schrader and Chava. Chava, what's your last name? Uh, Periban. Which is I'm really so glad funny. you said that because I could not probably pronounce <laughs> well, it. Well, right. it's it's not really my last name, but my last name is Pulido. Which, if you happen to Google Salvador Pulido, you'll get like I don't know some dead people, some soccer players. It's a very common Mexican name. Uh, so I did like the Godfather's approach and took my town's name as my last name. So I'm Salvador Periban now. You oh. can also just be like the artist formerly known as. Salvador Dali. There you go. Oh, uh, oh that artist. <laughs> <laughs> that artist you might have formerly, formerly heard of. <laughs> Any artist, uh, really. Uh, so, yeah, we have we have a little shenanigans coming up. Do we have time for, like, maybe a couple more questions? Yeah, well, I think we should um, taste a little bit of what you guys brought, um, talk about it, and then, and then yeah, we'll play, we'll play a game. I'm this confused is, because this bottle has a uh, an label on it that label. came out of a printer. This is Chava uh, actually earning his money. Woo. Oh, nice <laughs> sound. Fancy. Yes. This is a beautiful bottle, by the way. Can you tell us about the bottle since you know so much about glass? Well, uh, this is... <laughs> I, mean, I, 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 I wouldn't be able to name the specific composition <laughs> of the bottle, but uh, I know it's 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 other, other glass, if, if that's the... I guess term, but this is Bicio Mezcal, and this is really the reason why I'm here now. Could you uh, spell that? Bicio as in vice, V I C I O. My spelling in English is terrible. Bicio 
Yeah, no, it worked. Vicio Mescal. Yeah. You got it? Yeah. Got, it. Uh, got it. So uh, they invited me to Philly. Uh, I, I met them, I uh, like, I went to Philly like, like five months ago to the Philly Magic Gardens. I don't know if you guys been there. It's this crazy museum uh, mm-hmm. by Isaiah Hagar. He made a... Did you just say Sammy Hagar? I can't <laughs> pronounce his name. Like, but, 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 uh, they call him Isaiah because his name in English is to, like Isaiah I say oh, Hagar. Okay. But not Sammy Hagar. Okay. No, no. And uh, <laughs> I did a lecture there about the Gava spirits and in some of the fashion of what Lou was saying, sort of the potential of craft to teach us about th- things about the future that we do not know. And I met these guys from BCU and they invited me to go do some education with their distributors and to meet people and get them to know a little bit more about Agave spirits because uh, some ones like... We've been in the in, in this for so long that we forget that even the most basic elements of agave spirits, people tend to forget them. No, it's like it's made out of agave, and that, 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 that's yeah. That, and it's that, distilled. Yes, oh. and that even is sometimes a stretch. So I'm curious just to tell, like, basically tell stories about agave spirits. That's what I'm doing here right now. Um, so tell us a little bit about this specific. Um one that we're going to taste. Well, this is a, I think, a very classical example of a pretty espadín. Espadín is the most common, I'll say, agave used for mezcal production today. And I think it's a very fortunate choice because it's a very shy agave. Like, it's not like a tepestate or a, or a roqueño that really shouts out, like, I am here. Like, this is the agave you're drinking. I will say <laughs> espadines are shy, and therefore you can taste a lot of the technique and a lot of the technology involved in the making through espadines. So I say, like, if you want to understand the town and understand the technology, like copper, clay distillation, you should go espadine first. And this, I think, I was discussing this with, with Lou. He says, I might be wrong, but I will say this is a very good example of the chichicapan flavor profile. <laughs> My, my, Controversial. My, my rephrase about this, this is a very common occurrence of a chichicapan flavor profile. That I'll accept. Yes. <laughs> and, uh, and yeah, please enjoy. Uh, I also want to give the three of you the opportunity to fight over uh, talking us through uh, the method for tasting agave spirits. Why do you assume they're going to fight over it, Katie? I don't know why you would ever think that. Why would I, I think that these guys it, might all it, each have a it, different take? It. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's my shot reflex is kicking in right now. You know, it's it's funny. I don't I don't think we've ever attended each other's tasting events. I've never I don't I, I can't remember ever seeing either of you talking somebody through how to taste an agave spirit. I don't think so. Uh, can can I can I captain this one real quick? Yeah, I, yeah, please. Really straightforward. Yeah. I think it works pretty well. This is yeah. just gleaned from like larger world of spirit tasting so take just a little tiny sip uh coat your palate um set it and forget it like just coat your palate don't concentrate on it too much just kind of swallow it let it go uh and then take another sip this is really really important put it on your palate put it on your tongue move it around your mouth and keep it there for longer than you think you should so like five real seconds. Just keep moving this around. This is so remarkably close to what I do. I mean, this is based in kind of the world of spirits tasting, but you coat in your palate, uh, you're allowing yourself to acclimate it. The important part for me is don't think about it while you're moving it around on your palate. Like, actively try to zen out and not think about it. And you're, there's a, there's so some, think about not thinking about it. Think, think Make very actively blank. about not thinking. Think about Lou's feet instead. Oh, <laughs> yeah. No. yeah. You just lapped me. I did just lap. <laughs> But yeah, that's that's uh, that that helps it open up a little bit more and helps you get 
more out of it. The complexity of it's not gonna be lost. If you start to chase after individual flavors, your brain goes in these like mm. well-worn paths mm. and you start to ignore all the other stuff. So the Zen moment uh, in our modern world is really pleasant. And in addition to that, it's really helpful for uh, actually getting more out of spirit itself. And, and then, I hear a lot of like methods for dealing with sort of the alcohol burn and like setting yourself up to kind of man. get past that. <laughs> no, you know, it's not, it's not gender, Chava. But, uh, <laughs> that is not radically inclusive, girl. Chava. We're going to light uh, you up. Hey, hey, you got to give him the Mexican hard pass. Uh, yeah, but... Um, but truly, I'm I'm yeah, curious, like because you know this is a very like high alcohol. Or just let spirit. it burn, and then what? And so, like, just how do you kind of manage perceiving taste when you're also perceiving alcohol? That I think that is definitely dependent on experience. Like, uh, if you're not used to drinking stuff that's 48 percent alcohol, it's going to take you a little period of adjustment. Um, your palate will warm up to it. You will get used to it. Uh, the people like us who do this all the time will taste stuff that's 60, 63. The other night I tasted something that was 70, 80 B. And like, does that even burn anymore? Nope, I'm dead inside. <laughs> totally dead. You, you, you know what I tend to tell people when they're feeling that burn is small. Take drink of water. Smaller sip, mm -hmm. small, t tiny, tiny, tiny baby sip, and hold it on your tongue to the count of 10 instead of five. And then if it still burns, go to 15. Mm -hmm. Like, I'll just keep ramping it up because I find the longer it's in the mouth, you start to evaporate. Mm -hmm. This is my theory. You scientists tell me. You're you start, already wrong. Really? You can't evaporate in the mouth? You can. Yeah, so I'm right would be the Maybe. opposite of being wrong. So it's you know, like you're getting some of it's evaporating and getting up into your sinuses, so you're consuming it in a different way. And then swallow it and your palate is more acclimated to it at that point so it doesn't burn as much i'll, I'll accept that look at that this might be a do, is there a ding is it, right, it a ding? Is sound of my voice ding 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 there it yeah! is <laughs> <laughs> nice um so so will you all three of you be at the tasting tomorrow uh, I'm not sure myself, but if I invited, yes. I might make it happen. Yeah, come hang out. You're with more us. than invited. Yes. You're expected. Please okay. be very upset if you're not there. <laughs> okay, I'll, I'll make it happen. Thank I'll, you. I'll find a way. The dynamic right. just won't be this the same is, without yes. you. This is really interesting because I know you have to be in Philly tomorrow, so you're just going to come back after the Philly deal. I'm it's not, not that far. Sure. It's like yeah, two hours. It's two hours. Yeah, 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 I already did, I already took the bus. Very clean. Very good. Uh -huh. Kohei U.S. bus <laughs> service. <laughs> Oh, hey. Oh, hey. Peter and, Pan, what up? <laughs> and Jay's definitely there. I'm going to be there. Yeah. What we, do, what we have to do is figure out if we've got housing for, uh, for our friend Chava. He has, has somewhere to sleep. I, what happens here at night? Um, you can just sleep we're on, on this spring table? break, so yeah, go I mean, for it. Spring break. I, I slept <laughs> on the floor for years, so any yeah. flat we can, surface. We can definitely help you find some yeah. surfaces after the show. For sure. <laughs> right. a, lot of, a lot of soft and flat surfaces to be had in, a, in our network. It's yeah. a shame that there's not like a call-in thing, because Chava is a handsome young single man. Oh. Thank you very much, Lou. I appreciate your appreciation of myself. So if you haven't gotten your time machine to go back to our tasting yet, ladies. Now's ladies. Wow. Okay, shall we play our game before We should, because uh, Lou, Lou has to go to do Van Gogh things, apparently. Um, Earlier, so you know that we do trivia every episode of Happy Hour, and Kat was, we were in the office, and Kat was saying, you know, what, what should our theme for trivia be today? And I thought, you know what? We've already done trivia with Lou, and I think we, yeah, we have, we definitely have. I, I have a horrible um, memory. But also, um, I think it's just uh, amazing um, that you are still not fluent in Spanish, and I thought we would rag <laughs> on you a little bit about that. I'm good with that. But I know that you, ha I think that you know more than you think you know, 
And so no. we're going to test you. We're going to test you. Hard no. I think it goes the other way around. You were but. shot down so hard, Katie. We're about well, to find out. Know. Slash Lou. We'll, we'll see. We'll see about that, Java. Okay. Uh, we have two parts to today's game. First, we are going to start you off with some Mexican sayings that are uh, not going to make a lot of sense in their literal translations. So uh, do, do you want me to read these? You should read them. Because okay. you speak Spanish and I don't. I mean, Chava could read them too, but that's true. Uh, Chava can correct me. He can also be loose, like okay. phone a friend. So we're gonna we're gonna read you the saying. You're gonna tell us what it means. I'm going to. Yep. And if you need, so that's help, not really a game. But if you need help, it's a game for us. It's like the torture. game is we get to watch you be okay. tortured. Okay. I'm okay. Good with that. If you need help, we will give you the literal translation. Okay. Okay. The first one. This is like a, referring to a person. Echarle mucha crema a sus tacos. I'd like a lot of cream on my tacos. What? Good ah. close. I mean, yeah, th- this person, mean? they like a lot mean? of cream uh, on their that tacos. Means it's somebody who violates rules. No. No. <clears throat> you shouldn't no. put cream on your taco. No, it's, it's somebody making a bigger deal of something than what it really is. It's like I'm putting a lot of cream on my tacos. Why do you put a lot of cream on your tacos anyways, Lou? <laughs> to make them look I never put cream on my tacos. More Lou is violently <laughs> lactose intolerant. <laughs> Oh God! All yeah. right. Okay. Let's, so let's so yeah, we're gonna, we're gonna give you credit around. also because you, uh, you you say you don't speak Spanish. You got that like that. Well, you okay. know. Okay. Here, I, okay. I I'm, I'm gonna I'm gonna say this one about somebody. Voy a sacarle la sopa. Oh, something about soap or soup. Which one? <laughs> I'm gonna sopa. I'm gonna go with soup. Okay. <laughs> soup. Something yeah. about the soup. Okay, Lou. Voy a sacarte la sopa. Uh, what am I gonna do? Uh, you're gonna, you're gonna, you're gonna soak my feet in soup. <laughs> it's tied now, Java. What am I gonna do? It's an expression we use when you want to get all the gossip out of someone. Mm-hmm. So like it's spill the tea. Mm-hmm. Sort of, yeah, yeah. We're gonna get the, but we like soup better than tea. You know, Mexico, if you, if so. fair, fair. <laughs> if you had asked me what spill the tea meant, I wouldn't have been able to. Answer. It's a new thing, Lou. So you don't. So watch, I'm not on the tea train, but that's. A, you don't a new watch thing. Drag Race, is what I'm getting. Uh, I, I don't have a TV. It's an old thing that. Um, has come back. That's a new white thing. people are discovering. It's <laughs> <laughs> Col- Columbus Steve. Oh gosh, yes. Okay, we got another one for you. I'm gonna have a trouble with the last word here because it's it's whatever. Send it over to Chava. I, okay, he's he's our guy. Ya no, nos cayó el chahuisle. Oh, say, say that again. Did I do it? Did I get yeah, it? Yeah, it was close enough. You, it was close. you say it, Chava. Ya nos cayó el chahuisle. Oh, you are by no means gonna understand. I don't understand <laughs> any do, of that. Do you know what chahuisle is? No. I actually am not very sure if I know what chahuisle is. I definitely know what the phrase refers to. Huila coche? Oh, la, why don't they yeah. just say huila oh, coche? That makes all sense. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Now I understand uh, the phrase. You do? Yeah. Like, oh, wait, that still so doesn't make I'm, any sense. So do you wanna I'm, do you wanna I'm, hear the English translation? You need, you I, I need think, the literal you know, without, translation. Without yeah. the literal tra- I wanna try it without the literal literal translation. Okay. Go okay. I think it has something to do with somebody being old but gaining value in that age. Oh, you're such a poet. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I'm going to give you I thought you were complimenting. I'm going to give you our English translation. Okay. The we'll say the corn fungus fell on us. <laughs> oh, the corn fungus fell on us. Oh. You came into wealth. No. It's, it's like if I could swear it's basically we just got screwed? Yes. You can swear. Okay. What? We just got fucked. How how is hang on a second? Yeah. If somebody showers me in Wheatle Coche, I'm considering myself wealthy. Not if you're a corn farmer. 
What are you kidding me? Uh, I could, you can sell me to the coaching for it more than corn. It makes sense now. I was, I was kind of on the same track as Lou, where I was like, it seems kind of fine, but I get it now. No, Shower no, no. me and Weedle Coche. That's going to be the name of our podcast. It's good stuff. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we got two more of these, and then we have another segment. So we gotta gotta crank it along. One more. Por las hojas se conoce el tamal que es de manteca. Uh, oh, manteca. Okay, so we're we're talking about the uh, the that's the fat, that's the pig fat the and the tamales. Yeah, mm-hmm. uh, pig fat lard. Lot Por of... las hojas se conoce el tamal que es de manteca. Uh, Chavez, do you know hojas. It? Do you know what hojas well, are? Yeah. Oh, hojas, hojas. Are those ojas? eyeballs? No, no, no. Those are ojos. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> By the leaves. By the leaves, you can tell that the tamal is made from lard. Well, it's it's. I, I know another variation of that, which is like tamal de manteca de lejos brilla, uh-huh. which is like a, gr- <laughs> a, a greasy tamal. It's shina sh- shines shot from, from far, far away. away. Uh, so it, you can tell a chintzy guy from a distance. Yes. Yeah, yes, it's really close. Yes. Uh, You're ball. getting better at yeah. this, Lou. You're getting better. Okay. <laughs> Not your Spanish, just it, your understanding. Okay, it, this one applies to Lou. No tiene pelos en la lengua. Oh, come on. Uh, that's something about language. It's not understand. You don't understand the. La- he doesn't understand uh, the language. Or, or what's the other? Uh, the literal. The literal term for language. What is it? Another. Another English word. What? Oh. You're getting a gesture. Tongue. Yeah. Oh, the lingua. tongue. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Lingua tacos. Lingua. lingua tacos. Sorry. Okay. Yeah. Um, hang oh, yeah, on. That's Are a, you this commenting on written. my tongue? That's a little. <laughs> it's a, you have a hairless tongue, which basically means you'll say stuff without. Having any consideration for people for feelings or political? <laughs> we, have, we have we've written unafraid to say what you think. That's funny. It's true, and yet I actually have hair on my tongue. Oh, oh my there's god! There's something weird growing in the back of my tongue. I All think right. it Next might have something. No, 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 no. I think it's go from back the, to feet. This All does right. not happen I think it's after the tr- exposure to mescal. I think it's the tr- people do not be afraid. It's yeah. the chorizo verde. The chorizo verde. I think. No, 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 no. I'll show you my tongue after the show, guys. We're out. Our next game is that we have printed out four very short Spanish tongue twisters, trabalenguas, for you today. Oh, no. How did this You gotta do rapid a... fire. Yeah. I really like that we're lighting we you up right now, Lou, not Yeah, me. yeah, yeah. Oh, there's just no way. Huh. I don't... Tre... Tres tristas tigres tragaban trigo en un trigal en tres tristas trastos en tres tristes trastos trabacan trigo tres tristas tigres. Wow, wow. Chava, really? Can you read it? Would you? Tres tristes tigres tragaban trigo en un trigal en tres tristes trastos en tres tristes trastos tragaban trigo tres tristes tigres. So he got to get a thing too. Yeah. Wow. You sound you sound sexy doing it. I sound like an awkward old oh yeah. That one's about three three sad tigers eating wheat. Oh, are they gluten intolerant? Is that why they're sad? (laughs) It's it's actually about you. If I am anything, it's not a tiger. Well, we can be the three tigers, Lou. Oh, three tigers. That can be our See, he is all hard. This is why chicks dig him. (laughs) Erre con erre cigarro. R con R barril, rápido corren los carros cargados de azúcar del ferrocarril. This can actually be booze inspired because it's when sugar we tried ca- to be thematic today. Yeah, yeah, because this is like when sugar cane was being transported on on, on trains. So mm-hmm. you know we used to use sugar cane for a lot of, of booze in Mexico. Yeah. So it's yeah. 
You notice that we also gave you all um, all the sayings were food related too. You might have picked up on that. I didn't. I'm just <laughs> suffering through this pronunciation. <laughs> there are there are, there's almost no spots telling me where the uh, the emphasis is. Yeah. <laughs> pancha plancha con cuatro planchas con cuantas planchas pancha plancha. That was really good. <laughs> yeah. Like... <laughs> I might have a job for you when we go back to Mexico. (laughs) I'm sure you've got a job for me. You just keep that to yourself, pal. Okay. Yeah? Last one? Yeah, go for it. Pablito clavo un clavito en la calva de un calvito en la calva de un calvito un clavito clavo Pablito. That I was your best pronunciation. I have a question. I, I does think. does Mexico have a version of Sesame Street? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I mean, there is a Spanish translated Sesame Street. Show. I think Lou needs to can do I, the dubbing I, over. Yeah, for you know what? That just, was so good. Lou. I just want to try that last one. Yeah. As Cookie Monster. Okay. Yes. But you have to be aware that this is about a rascal kid that is putting a nail. Some bald guy's head. Perfect, oh. perfect. Read by a bald guy. But no, no bald guy. <laughs> cookie cookie monster. monster. Sorry, sorry. A bald cookie monster. He is in blue. On the radio, no one's bald. Pablito clavo un clavito en la calva de un calvito. En la calva de un calvito un clavito clavo. Pablito. Well... Lou, Where's you, my ding ding ding, man? You've won our game. You get all of the, you get all the ding ding dings dinglings. Congratulations! Muchas gracias. Muchas gracias a usted. And uh, that has been our show. I can't talk. Just send okay. us off. All right. Well, I just want to say a huge thank you to everybody who's been here joining us in the studio, Lou and Java and Jay. Of course, also thank you to Rory and Max. Thank you, Rory. Thank you, Max. <laughs> and thank you to Kat and Hannah. Thank you. I'm trying and, and, to be very straight-faced right now. And thank it's you. hard because you're like cry laughing God, over here. that was really funny. <laughs> and seriously, thank you guys for, for giving us this forum to talk about the thing that we care about. It really, like, it, I really do believe that there is some, if not all, some salvation uh, in this. And uh, that doesn't happen unless we can spread the word. So thank you for giving us the opportunity. Thank you Anytime. for being our friend and sharing this with us. And also thank you for the VCO at Mezcal, which is amazing. And um, we are really looking forward to another amazing educational event with all three of you tomorrow night uh, slash in the past for those of you listening now. Uh, well, we're going to tell you all about it. Check out our Instagram. It's going to be great. Um, but really, truly, um, it is an honor for us to be able to host you here. And um, I think that what you are all doing is really really special and amazing and makes all of our lives better and the lives of the people that you are working with which is the mission of sacred um with the mescaleros in oaxaca and we're just privileged to be part muchas gracias hasta pronto hasta pronto thanks for listening to heritage radio network food radio supported by you For our freshest content and to learn more about our 10-year anniversary celebration happening all year long, subscribe to our newsletter. Enter your email at the bottom of our website, heritageradionetwork.org. 
Connect with us on Instagram and Twitter at heritage underscore radio. You can also find us at facebook.com slash heritage radio network. Heritage Radio Network is a nonprofit organization driving conversations to make the world a better, fairer, more delicious place. And we couldn't do it without support from listeners like you. Want to be part of the food world's most innovative community? Subscribe to the shows you like. Tell your friends. And please join the HRN family by becoming a member. Just click on the beating heart at the top right of our homepage. Thanks for listening.